Hello, 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 and welcome back to the fourth quarter solo pod. This is your host, uh, Dynamic DFS, and we're just going to go over what we learned week five. Uh, the absolute nuts with the Tampa Bay scoring 40 plus points. The Chargers Cleveland game was absolutely insane. And then we have a monstrous career passing high comeback with Baltimore uh, versus Indiana. Some absolute fire games this uh, main slate this week altogether. Robert Woods finally got his. Uh, Cooper Cup came back down to earth a little bit, and Tay Adams is still the best, right? That's what we learned. Um, I think it's worth noting that the Kansas City Chiefs are 2-3. and three. Um, I remember saying that after the Super Bowl, like in our Week 1 podcast, uh, maybe our Week 2 podcast, that after the Super Bowl... Um, Teams took notice on how uh, the Kansas City Chiefs were played defensively by the Bucks, And it's something that top teams with above-average front sevens can accomplish, right? So you, you have a, a four-man rush, maybe five-man rush, no more than seven, and then you use those extra people to play zone, limit big plays, uh, force them to beat you in the run game, banged up O line. Uh, so I, I just see a lot more teams doing that, uh, which is creating absolute hell. Like you, you have to to scheme. It's not hard to scheme. Uh, for, versus Kansas City, they have two weapons. They had were giving Edward Hilaire the work, but it, it really, uh, it really hurt them in the end. He ended up. Uh, with an injury, maybe minor, maybe serious, uh, too early to tell. He will be out likely this upcoming week. But uh, let's go in game by game right quick over what we learned week five. Uh, starting with the Thursday night game, like I said, Robert Woods came, finally uh, took off. Bobby Trees did what he needed to do. Cooper Cup is still having solid games, but he's not having top tier games. Which I think people aren't going to take notice to, but he's still having solid performances overall. Um, so you can't be mad at them. Uh, moving on, the Jets, Atlanta. Kyle Pitts finally had the boom game with the injuries in the Atlanta passing game. Uh, the Jets uh, could have had a chance to win this game. Atlanta turned over the ball quite a few times, a couple fumbles in that game, but still worth noting there's no savable or consistent fantasy plays on the Jets team. Cordell Patterson did see a increase in snaps with the Falcons. We were everyone was saying that he's playing great, but his the fantasy production with the snap share is not consistent. Well the, they gave him more snaps and he still had a solid performance. So going forward, don't be afraid to roll out with Cordell Patterson. They are making him part of the game script and he is game script proof because of his pass catching abilities right uh michael carter did see some role in the jets game but it's still not that time to roll out with him just yet um buffalo is solid they have a bunch of solid options 
Uh, Dawson Knox is the waiver wire slash uh, low end draft pick tight end of the season so far. Uh, I did that last year with Darren Waller, and he uh, won me some money, right? Well, not won me some money. I ended up losing in the semifinals. But he gave me, picking up Darren Waller, gave me like a solid like 8-1 start last season um, in my fantasy main fantasy league. So I think if you have Dawson Knox, you're not super upset about that. Uh, Zach Moss didn't have a good game, but he's still getting those red zone usage, the red zone targets. Um, he's using being used in positive and negative game scripts if Buffalo even faces negative game scripts. So he's still fine. Uh, to stream as a flex uh, borderline RB3 option. Uh, Damien Harris had, uh, he had a touchdown, but I believe the game was still meh, you know. Uh, New England defense is not looking that good to allow the Houston Texans to put up 22 points against them, against them but mm. uh, the Chicago Las Vegas Raiders game, uh, it's worth noting that in negative game script Damian Williams with the Bears was used 90% or more not 90% but he got a majority of the snaps and as they kind of got ahead in the second half uh Hubert Herbert took over um and that's where the touches kind of evened out but Damian Williams is the pass catching and main uh guy until Montgomery is back. So don't don't look at the box score and look at the snap share and be afraid of that. It was really game clock management. Minnesota barely pulled one out. Uh, off with uh, versus Detroit. DeAndre Swift had a solid game. He actually broke some tackles this game, which is absolutely fantastic. Justin Jefferson, super consistent. Uh, his floor is essentially 17 points at this point. And we've all seen what he can do with ceiling games. So you cannot be mad about that. Uh, Hamari St. Brown is starting to see a consistent role uh, in the Detroit offense as well. So something to note additionally. New Orleans had one of those weird, oh, we actually have a decent offense. Kamara finally got back in his role, uh, got some passing game work, had a super solid game. And like I said in the weekly pod, he's probably going to have a good game, but he will have it from the sidelines because I was not playing him in DFS, and maybe I should have paid him in DFS. But most of my lineups I paid down overall. Uh, there was one lineup with Saquon that I could have played Kamara instead, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Washington uh, played a solid game. Uh, Heinke did let a lot of people down. But the New Orleans defense can still limit uh, teams they're going against. They're not as good as they were last year. But Lattimore uh, shut down McLaurin, and they couldn't get the offense going anywhere else. Antonio Gibson did have a fine game as well. Tampa Bay versus Miami. No one played Miles Gaskin, right? Um, if you look at hindsight is a bitch, hindsight 2020, right? Um if you look at it objectively, in terms of the running backs, who's the best pass catcher on Miami? It is Miles Gaskin. Uh, they were down uh, Devontae Parker, and they were down 
and they just traded off Jakeem Grant. Um, so it's one of those things where who can step into that role and catch the ball out the backfield or just get dump offs, etc. Especially when they're playing a, a solid front seven like Tampa Bay, you're going to get a lot of dump offs. So Miles Gaskin benefited, had a 30-point fantasy out, outing and against a team that limits RBs for the last two years. Um, so if you played him, you're basically a Miami fan. It wasn't a big brain play. Um, but that it's fantasy football. There's things that you can't predict, and that was one of them. Green Bay, Cincinnati turned into an overtime, not necessarily shootout, but a lot of Ben don't break offense on the Green Bay, Cincinnati. Tay Adams, 200 yards. I had him in a lot of my lineups because I just knew that the script was going towards them just passing the ball heavier against Cincinnati, and uh. It, it worked out for me. I'm not, I'm not too upset about that. Ran it back with Jamar Chase every single time. Jamar, Jamar, Chase, every single time I played Tay Adams. So a lot of my lineups had Tay, Chase, run back. So I was very happy about that. The Detroit-Pittsburgh game, Teddy Bridgewater was active. And it was very interesting to see that we got all those air yards that Cortland Sutton was getting come to fruition again and put up a solid 28-plus fantasy point game. Uh, I think that Cortland Sutton, as long as Teddy Bridgewater is healthy and passing him the ball, is a fine uh, wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside and great for uh, DFS GPPs because people are still not going to roster him. Najee Harris, Chase Claypool had a solid game. Harris in that every down roll still. Uh, something to l- keep looking forward to. His pricing is not keeping up with his role. Uh, Carolina started 3-0. Lost to Dallas. Lost to Philly. Um, so is Carolina good? Question mark. Is their defense good? Question mark. Or did was it a matchup thing? Right. The first real offense that they uh, played against was Dallas. They got torched versus Dallas. And Philadelphia, who's been struggling offensively, put up 21 and won the game. Uh, so it's worth noting, once again, Jalen Hurts, floor, minimum 20 fantasy points. Absolutely fantastic. Had had me, had a couple people sweating. I, I didn't start him in DFS, but I have him season long at the beginning. But he pulled out in the end. Um, Tennessee versus Jacksonville. Chenault with the one target where he broke a thousand tackles and ran for 50 yards. And that was the only target that he got the entire game. Um, I played a lot of Chenault, uh, and I was very disappointed with it. Uh, but what can you say? My, my two, my two low end players were Chenault and Tooney. And I was bigger on Chenault than I was Tooney. I played five lineups, had one with Tooney, four with Chenault, or three with three with Chenault and two with Tooney. And uh, it should have been all Tooney, right? I had a lineup with Tay Adams, uh, bring back with Chase, and I ended up going with Chenault. And if I would have went with Tooney instead, that would have been an absolute payday, right? But hindsight is a bitch. Hindsight 2020. Let's move on. Uh, the Chargers versus Cleveland. Uh, absolute shootout. What we learned is that Cleveland's defense is still solid, but... The Chargers are a matchup-proof team. 
no one played that stack because they were looking at Cleveland's defense and you got the absolute nuts game at players all under 5 to 7% ownership. Every single winning lineup had Charger and Buccaneers pieces in them because the price tag of the Chargers were just perfect where you can get AB in, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, all in for value prices. And if you did that, you won some money. Chargers face Baltimore this upcoming Sunday on the main slate. I still think that's a very stackable game, but they are priced up expensive. So tune into our our podcast coming up on Wednesday where we can go over some potential value so you can fit in that Charger stack. We had Arizona at San Francisco with 17-10. Kyler Murray let a lot of people down, but was it San Francisco having solid defense or Arizona being a little bit banged up? Uh, I think it was really more game clock management on the San Francisco end. They played really slow, uh, ran the ball a lot, ran the clock down, and Arizona just couldn't get things going. But do not be afraid. Nook with the last second Hopkins touchdown that saved a lot of people's day and season long. Can't be mad about that. Dallas at the Giants, absolute injuries everywhere. Um, I... I had a lineup with Jones, Saquon, um, Zeke, and then a couple other pieces in there. And luckily, my Tooney plays weren't stacked with Jones. So he went off and it wasn't hampered by injuries. So I'm very happy about that. I do wish a speedy recovery for Barkley and Jones and hope everything's all right. Uh, Dallas, super solid, 44 points going forward. They are still one of the top offenses you can stream. And the prices of the pieces don't necessarily follow their their output. And then we got our Monday night game, absolute nuts by Baltimore coming back and winning versus Indiana. Lamar Jackson, 45 fantasy points on DK. Uh, 500 total, 504 total yards of offense just created by him absolutely insane mark andrews 5400 and it's one of those things where now going forward we have uh the baltimore and chargers game and mark andrews is priced way down so he's going to be the absolute chalk going into the sunday main slate so we got some buy games this week only 10 games on the main slate compared to the 13 or 14 normal games so we're just going to go over those real quick see what value plays we have at each position are plays that stand out so far so let's jump right in all right let's see here we got immediately at quarterback we have justin herbert lamar jackson 73 7400 expect another shootout there uh i feel safer running with herbert uh, but I do believe that both plays are absolutely fine. Lamar Jackson, floor of 20 points, so you know what you're going to get there. Uh, Chargers are absolutely bleed uh, yards in the run game, so a solid floor for uh, for Lamar Jackson and co. We got Matthew Stafford sitting at 6,700. Another quarterback with a solid floor. If the Giants are healthier, 
I like it more because the game stays competitive. I'm a little bit off of it if they aren't healthy because they can just run the ball with Daryl Henderson the entire game. I like this Minnesota at Carolina. Sam Darnold at 6,100. Uh, Minnesota's defense isn't that good, right? Um, they can be exploited uh, with the right temp- with the right chemistry of the team. And I think the Sam Darnold, DJ Moore stack, maybe even Sam Darnold, uh, Robbie Anderson if in a GPP is a fine starting point this week. Uh, hashtag let Kurt cook. Uh, since I tweeted that two weeks ago, he's had the two lowest scoring games in the past 10 games. So maybe I should tweet about him doing bad so that he starts playing good again and I'll just secretly play him in all my GPPs, right? Uh, Taylor Heineke versus Kansas City at 5,800. Absolutely love that play in terms of value. You can uh, pair him up with uh, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry. Uh, Curtis Samuel, if he's healthy, is fine. And then Ricky Seals-Jones as well. Let's move on to running back position, see what plays we have. Immediately, we have Austin Eckler, 7,900, I think, versus Baltimore. He's going to get you that 15-plus to 20-touch range, work in the passing game, and touchdown equity. Absolutely love Austin Eckler in that spot. Christian McCaffrey, if he's healthy versus Minnesota at 8,800, will be the cheapest that you will get him in a long time. I think that he will be ready and to play, and uh, I'm not really too worried about that. Uh, moving down, we got Jonathan Taylor, who had a super solid game t- t- today versus Houston. Antonio Gibson versus Kansas City, absolutely fine play. Kansas City is not good against running backs. Joe Mixon. 6,400, he should be fully recovered. Um, I know that he was, he's was he been limited due to his injury, but he didn't miss a game. Um, he's only had 10, 13, 10 points. I think that people are going to – it's too early to tell. He maybe pop up going into the week. But with all the other plays, I see his ownership being way down, especially being paired next to Swift. But I think you can honestly roll out with Swift or Mixon in any case. Daryl Henderson at 6,000. Absolutely love that play. You got Joe Mixon, who I expect to be fully healthy and back in that 20-touch role this week. And Daryl Henderson, who gets 20 touches a game, 15 to 20 touches a game as well. You have uh, two Running backs who are used in multiple scripts, negative or positive, and neutral, uh, 64 and 6,000. I can't complain about that. Damian Williams, uh, like I said, he kind of got, it felt like he got phased out, but I think that they were just playing it safe and didn't want to overrun. Most of Khalil Herbert's uh, touches came after they were leading. Uh, They'll be playing behind this game, so I really like Damian Williams. Uh, Khalil Herbert does not have a reception all season. Uh, so I like Williams a lot at 5,800. I think he's a little bit underpriced as well. Uh, so let's move on to wide receiver Tay Adams at 9K. Hefty price to pay, but you know what you're getting out of him. Uh, right now, Tyreek Hill is questionable, so we'll see how that goes. He's 
expected to miss some time after a minor injury in the Sunday's loss to the Bills. So, we will have to adjust accordingly, see who moves into that role. Uh, Mike Williams at 8,100. Mm. You know what you're going to get out of him. He's, fa- he's a fantastic player. Um, 8,100 is quite the price to pay for him, though. Cooper Cup at 79. Justin Jefferson hitting the 8K range just because of the consistency. Uh, hasn't necessarily had a boom game just yet. Uh, versus Carolina, like we said, the defense isn't as good as it is. I will say that uh, that it's still worth knowing that they are solid. So we'll we'll see how it is. Minnesota can sometimes crap the bed, right? Um, Cooper Cup 7900. DeAndre Hopkins at 78. If we get any type of replication of the game uh, that the Chargers had versus Cleveland, Hopkins is an absolute smash play. Scary Terry, 71. DJ Moore, 73. Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase is all the way up at 6,700 now after starting at 4,800 this season. Absolutely fine play. I love that as well. I think Keenan Allen at 6,400 is a is a better GPP. Everyone's going to go up to Williams, um, but Allen has yet to have that boom game. He's been super consistent, and I think that Marlon Humphrey stays off of him in the slot, and I like Allen a lot. Wood 6,100 is a fine play as well. Tooney's all the way up to 5,600, but let's see. What value plays do we have? Robbie Anderson, 4,800. Uh, he's getting the targets 11-7 and seven in the last two games. They've had trouble connecting, but versus Minnesota, I really like that Robbie Anderson call at 4,800. St. Brown at 4,200, even though he's seeing consistent role. He's had 8-8 eight and eight target in the last two games uh, versus Cincinnati. I like that call a lot there. Let's move on to tight end. Uh, we got Mark Andrews at 5,200. Underpriced based on his performance last game. I think he's going to be the absolute chalk. Um, Kelsey suffered a little bit of a stinger. He should be fine to play. Uh, Darren Waller, who hasn't really performed right lately, is also a fine play. Noah Fant at 4,800, playing 90-plus percent of the snaps. Sign me up. 4,800, absolute smash there. Um, And then let's see if I can pick out one more solid play. Ricky Seals-Jones is up to 3K. I think that's still a good price for him that you can make work. Um, And last but not least, let's see if we can pick pick up a few defenses that pop up to us so far. Washington going against a banged up Kansas City. Um... O-line's damaged. The front seven is not performing, but they still have nine sacks this season. Uh, so 2,000 Stone Cold men. I don't hate that in the slightest. Houston versus Indiana. The Houston defense, who hasn't necessarily been disappointing. Six interceptions this season so far already. Eight sacks. Um, I like them a lot in this spot. Indiana can struggle. Uh, and I, I might actually, like, favor Houston to beat Indiana, especially with Indiana having the short week. Uh, Let's see if we can see one more. 
I like the Panthers at 2,900 versus inconsistent Minnesota. 16 sacks so far this season by the Panthers. Super solid. I like that play a lot. All right. That is our quick main slate look. Really like some of the plays. I think that the Chargers are fine to roll back with this week again. We don't have any Tom Brady or Bucks on the main slate. Uh, I think there's a lot of value so far this week at running back where you can pay that mid-5,500 to 6,500 range um, and then get pay up at wide receiver to pay for these players. I think it's very noted. Very important to note that so far this season, a lot of teams are giving players an incredible target share. And there are a lot of these players on the slate. You got Moore, Cup, uh, Adams, McLaurin, Chase, um, all with super solid target shares that you can uh, fit into your lineups. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Tune in on Wednesday for our main slate pod. Peace.